Hello there, beautiful souls. This is Vicky, and I am going to talk about psychometry this week. Thank you for listening to Intuition Your First Sense, where everything in life leads to intuition, and intuition leads to everything in life. I really believe that intuition drives success in our personal lives and in our business lives and our spiritual lives. It's just like that all comes around to that. Um, love, of course, being the gasoline, but uh, intuition is the vehicle in which that we can travel through all these areas of our lives and have a really good stinking time. So psychometry, this one's been on the books to do for quite a while, and it just hadn't rolled around yet. And this week I thought, let's do this because it's a fun subject. It's one that I really believe that everybody is experiencing, but may not know that they're experiencing. Again, one of those things that have been touted as an intuitive ability that only certain people have, but that's completely bunk. So psychometry is the ability or the natural connection of reading an object's life path or its history and where it's been, what it's encountered, what is the frequency within the vibration of it. So being able to read that energy that exists in all things is the act of psychometry. And our bodies release energy. We have energy fields. There's the life force energy that flows through us. And we leave an imprint everywhere we go. Think of kids with sticky fingers, right? Everything we touch, everything we walk by, everything we pass through, we leave these remembrances of us. It's not just epithelists <laughs> and skin cells and all that kind of stuff. I know that sounds gross, but it's true. There's a reminder of where we've been. And if you learn that this happens and you learn to tap into it, there's so much information you can get from the world around you. Now, having said that, there's so much information that you can get from the world around you that it can become distracting or it can become overwhelming. So I'm going to talk about all of that, but mostly associated with the objects that are in our lives. So if you've ever felt drawn to something in a store or not just from the aesthetics of it, but you just feel drawn or you're at a yard sale and you don't know why you need this particular thing, but it wants to go home with you. When I'm at any kind of plant sale or anywhere where their plants might be, given away, I will feel it out to see if that plant actually does want to go home with me. I'm not someone who just takes them for the sake of taking them because there, I believe that there ought to be a respect in that. So trees are sentient beings, plants are sentient beings. They'll let you know if they want to go with you. And if you're tapped into the energy of them and the act of psychometry, it just gets so much easier. And that also means it gets easier to say no to things. So you won't take things that might seem like a good idea, but just don't resonate with you. So every object that you encounter has a map of where it's been. Um, sometimes even stories to tell. When I go to the grocery store, you know, I purchase my groceries. I don't think of it, anything of it. But when I'm walking to my car, I clear the energy that is around those or on those grocery items especially the fresh fruit and things of that nature. And I just do a simple, Archangel Michael, please clear all of these groceries that I have with me. I'm so grateful for them. 
and leave their energy here. It does not need to travel with me. So therefore, only their life force energy gets to travel with me, not the people who picked it. I'm sure they're lovely people, but I don't want their energy. People who packed it, people who put it on the shelves, people, the person who checked me out, well, unless I checked myself out. You know, I want to leave that behind because it's not going to do me any good to take that extra information. It's actually going to be distracting. So it's something as simple as grocery shopping or back to school shopping with your kids or even your own shopping with your friends or so. You want to clear these items because they all have a history and you don't know if someone's had a bad day, if they resent their job, um, or if you know, the warehouse isn't run well and there's a lot of anger that's going into the product. Um, I have left restaurants because I felt like the chef's energy was just too toxic or whomever was putting together the food. And I wasn't going to put that in my body. Yeah, you can clear it, but no, I'm not going to support that. You got a nasty attitude, I'm out of here. <laughs> and the front of the house can be lovely and I'll still feel that energy. <laughs> I have left. Um, yeah, it could be a pain in the butt sometimes. What of it? The objects that we associate more often, the, for instance, my watch that I wear every day is going to have more of my energy on it than, you know, a bag I might use occasionally when I travel. Uh, the objects that you wear near and dear to you have more of that. Your car can have that, especially if you're someone who really likes your car. I love my car um, and I treat her well. Because I know the energy that goes there is also returned to me. And when I'm driving, I want to feel safe within her little body. And yes, I personified her just a little bit. I never did that before. This is the only car <laughs> that I've ever done that with. Um, and we could chalk it up to uh, it was brand new to me. Um, it wasn't a used vehicle because it was such a good darn deal that I had to jump on it. But honestly, I think it's just because she's adorable. So we all possess these abilities to pick up the energy, much like animals will leave an area before a storm is coming. They feel the vibration. They feel the energy that's happening and the message that's coming along. So they'll hightail it out of there. And you really ought to pay attention if animals are leaving especially the wild animals, if they're getting the heck out of Dodge, you might want to pay attention to that. So we have the same ability to pick up on the vibrations and the specific frequencies that exist on products and on uh, our, in our nature and, you know, everywhere in our world, actually. To learn the process of psychometry, it takes quieting your own mind um, having the information that is sensed or received from the object be like it's telling a story. It's telling you about its travels and it's reflecting to you whether it may be a good fit or not. If you're someone who loves thrift shops or secondhand stores or what are they calling them now retro so they can charge more money for it, but it, objects like that, the Think about it. If you're buying the clothing that somebody else wore, you are taking that energy with you. Now, go ahead and do it. I love thrift shops. They have wonderful ones in Canada. Um, they, if you're someone who 
does that, just know that you want to clear it before you come home. When you come home, um, you could use spray sage. You could sage it itself. I always run it through the washing machine. And with that, a clearing that goes through. And some of that because <laughs> some of the paper softeners I'm allergic to. So it, <laughs> I want to make sure I don't get itchy either. But the information that you sense when using psychometry is telling you about what location did it come from? What feelings did it absorb? Was there an emotional upset? Um, was there a, a celebration or a playfulness that is there? And to tune into this, just think about something you purchased recently and how excited you were to receive it, even if you bought it for yourself, but how excited you were to receive it, that energy is then absorbed in that object. So you could start by feeling into that. Like, oh, I felt so excited related to this object. Yes, I know it's a shopper's tie and all of that, but that still gets translated. And you tap into the feeling or the message that's coming off of it, much like when you see pavement and it's really hot outside and it has those waves coming off of it. That's what's coming off of all of our stuff. And for some of us to be in a room that's very cluttered can feel incredibly anxiety producing and it can feel like there's a extra force field that's vibrating. And it is. And vice versa. Some people are comforted by all their stuff, but I would venture to say that they've invested some of their energy in their stuff and that then brings a comfort to them. A long, long time ago, I used to work with people who hoarded. And for me, I use my ability to use psychometry. The minute I walked into that house, I would find the object that had the loudest voice that was yelling to me so loud that it became almost physically visible to me, even if we hadn't entered the room yet. And that, to me, always became the object I had to help the person release first because it was like unplugging a bathtub. Once you did that, the next step was a little bit easier because there was so much energy and usually grief or something along those lines attached to that item, a desperation or a lack attached to that item. Now, until we released that, we were not going to make any progress. It just was not going to happen. And then it wasn't up to me to tell anyone to get rid of anything. It was up to me to connect what they were feeling, a lack within themselves that they were then collecting or hoarding all of these things. And it worked every time. And that it might be the third microwave from the top because yes, that happens. It could be the 42nd box of tea that they had. Um, it might be the 10th ferret that they adopted, thinking they're helping the world, but they're actually creating a more stressful situation for the animals that are there. So tapping into that item, I was there with the person, but I was more interested in what the messages of all the stuff in the house gave to me. Um, so if we encountered something that their heart really, 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 really could not release or their psyche could not release. That's fine. That's fine. Absolutely. We will move to the next loudest and then work our way backwards. But 
with the people I worked with, uh, the overwhelming majority of them could feel the relief that they felt in releasing that one item. And I didn't always go into it. I didn't go into what was going on in their life at the time. I could have, but that wasn't the place. I was there to help them understand that they were giving their power away to all of these items. And if they just held that within themselves, they could feel comfortable in the world. So it's fascinating the amount of frequency and vibration that everything has. And you may receive a gift from someone that your eyes say are so gorgeous like you, you just aesthetically love it, but then you're like, why can't I stand this piece? I don't know that it's necessary to, to go into the why of something, but you could say, oh, wait a minute, let me just clear the energy and see if that helps me, see if that makes it better. There are times where I'll pick up on stuff and I'll know the history, but it doesn't phase me in the least. You know, the, I'm not emotionally attached to it. I might know where it came from, but I'm not emotionally attached to it. When I moved in with Mike, of course he had sheet sets, right? And of course he had a history before me. And he didn't want me to put one set of sheets on the bed because someone he had been in a relationship with gave it to him. And I looked at him and I said, I know that, but they were adorable. I'm putting them on the bed. They were stormtroopers. I thought it was funny to be in our 50s and have sheets of stormtroopers. So even though I'm woefully uneducated about Star Wars and all that, much to my kids' chagrin and his too. So something can have an energy about it and it could be neutral or it could even be funny. I mean, I'm grateful he had somebody in his life that got his sense of humor at the time. I'm also very full thing work out. I'm not a fool. <laughs> There's an app for that. I created an app for developing intuition. I created an app that will help you connect with community. And I created an app where you can take courses at your own leisure and then attend live events with myself and the rest of the amazing people that are connecting within the Vicky B app. You can find this app in Google Play. You can find it in the Apple Store as well. I do hope that you head on over there, download it. Yes, there are in-app purchases, but there's also plenty of content that is complimentary. Thank you so much for being interested in this, and I hope to see you within the app. So when you're feeling this, uh, it's much the same as feeling excitement about being able to go somewhere, feeling dread about having to go somewhere. It's this comes from the same space. However, I will say initially when you're developing it, you want to put your hands on the item if you can, because being able to feel the frequency through your hands is more mm, activating to the rest of your system because there's so many energy points in the palms of your hands and chakras in there that you may as well use up, right? Why are you going to stand in front of something hoping to get some information if you can put your hands on something and it'll give you that information? So as fast as I'm talking, you have to do the opposite. You have to calm down. I get so excited about this stuff. You put your hands on the item and just ask, does it have anything to tell me? Now you could begin this with someone else that you trust. So sit down with a friend have them give you one of their possessions, one of their things. I want you to put it in your non-dominant hand. I want you to put it in the hand that you 
do not write with or use the most, because some people write with their left, but they use their right for everything, you're going to have to feel that out. What is your non-dominant hand? Because your non-dominant hand tends to be the receiver in your life and your dominant hand is the messenger, right? It gives out. So as you have it put in your non-dominant hand, you actually forget what the object is. Don't let your head go to the place of, this is a pocket watch. It must belong to a grandfather. No, you go completely dumb is what you need to do. You need to go to a place where there's no consciousness happening and you're simply receiving the information. And it takes a while for this to work. This is not a one-stop shopping. Now, you may find where you have sat in, you know, development circles or you've been working on your intuition and you haven't gotten anything, but somebody slapped something, something in your hand and you're like, whoa, I have that. That can happen. Either way, you want to let your mind wander. Just let it go wherever it wants to go and let it play until you receive any impressions. Take your time, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour, and then share what you're getting. When I used to do in-person classes, I would see people edit what they were feeling, seeing, hearing, intuiting, and I'd be standing right next to them going, oh my goodness, it's right there. And they're not sharing. Why? Because we feel self-conscious or we feel like you're going to say something ridiculous. I want you to say the ridiculous. More often than not, the ridiculous is the truth. So, you know, this came to, this watch, for instance, came to you through a flea market that you attended with an ex-partner and you're glad you don't have the ex-partner, but you love the watch. Anything's possible. So you want to share that whatever you're getting. And that's why I said, do this with someone you trust, because it does feel revealing. It feels vulnerable. It can feel kookamonkers, you know, all of that stuff. It's similar to like when I first started doing readings, I'd be like, oh man, I feel like I'm making all this stuff up. But then when it connects with the person, you start to get some evidence, you start to get some validation. And then, you know, this is a very touchy world. You could put your hand on, um, you know, just rested on a stop sign as you're waiting to cross the traffic and feel what you feel. And I want to carry some hand sanitizer with you. We got monkey bugs going on. Uh, but regardless, <laughs> feel your way through this life will also help your emotional development. It'll help you navigate life that much easier. So holding an object in your hand some people will put it to their forehead. That has never worked for me. But feel free. I feel like that blocks me. Um, it feels like I'm putting a great big, big uh, steel door in front of my third eye. But if it works for you, go for it. I have had some success in holding something up to my chest, holding it to my heart and being able to feel and even smell or get images from where it has traveled. Um, it can, it's most often used for watches or if you were to go for a reading, sometimes people, the person reading will say, give me your, the ring you're wearing and they'll hold on to that. It's similar to reading tea leaves, right? They probably don't need it, but it helps to bring in the extra information. And sometimes the information that's held on these things isn't always pleasant. Um, I once cleared a house for someone 
because they were having a lot of problems in their marriage. And I asked them, have you ever cleared your house? You know, that does help with the sage. And they said, no. So I offered to do it for them. And we wandered around the house. And then I got to the basement door because I'm not picky about how I clear. I just want the energy to go. You, I, you do not need to go clockwise. You do not have to start at the lowest, go to the highest, start at the highest, go to the lowest. Don't worry about that. You do need to open doors um, and windows to let the energy go out. But I was clearing the house with them. And I remember being in the basement and feeling this just horrific sadness come over me. And then in addition to the sadness, I had anger. I was <laughs> vacillating between the two. And then I'm looking around at both people in the, the couple there. Both of them were present. So I was looking between them and I'm like, whoa, she's picking up on the sadness. He's picking up on the anger. And they're just tossing it back and forth like one of those beach balls at the baseball games. And I stood next to that table for a good 15 minutes it took me to clear. And I asked them not to say anything while I was clearing. Even if they knew where the table was from, I didn't want to know. I wanted to just clear everything off and then give them my impressions. And I said to them, this, this table came over from Germany. There is just so much sadness in this. And it was during the 40s and Holocaust and all that information. And there was such an anger about who got the table within the family. Now, this table was left in the house when they purchased the house. So they just left it there as a laundry table. And so we couldn't even know if that was true. And then afterwards, they did some research on it and they found out it was true. And I will say right now, it doesn't matter to me if the story's true as long as the energy goes. So big things can have objects too. Houses, they, when Wayne moved into our house uh, in Pittsfield. I would not let him move anything in until I cleared the energy. And then it took me a while to clear the yard. It took a long time to clear the energy off the property. And it wasn't the land so much, but the land was holding the energy. It was what happened across the land. So homes can can hold things. <laughs> We've been looking for property. And actually, by the time this podcast rolls out, we'll have hopefully closed, don't know just yet, but on a property. But so we had been looking for months beforehand and we walked in one house and I loved that house. Even though my logical eye was set, my, my physical eyes were saying, I don't love the layout of this dining room kitchen. And that's important to us because we both cook. So it's important. But I'm like, oh, but let me just look at the rest of the house. So we go walk around the house. It was done very well, but there was so much love in that house. And we're in the driveway. Mike says to me, you love this house, don't you? And I said, you know, I do, but I'm going to have to drive away. We're going to have to move at least a mile away for me to be able to tell, do I love this house because I love it for us? Or do I love this house because there's so much love in this house? And then when I drove away, we weren't even a quarter mile down the road. And I said to him, this isn't it. This isn't our house. Um, this is not where I see us or where it feels like it resonated with him either. And I'm like, but that was so cool to feel all that love in there. <laughs> you know, he just, he laughs. He believes me, but it's not quite there on all. <laughs> so, but, you know, conversely, this house that came up, 
you know, the phone was ringing one night and, you know, there's so many telemarketers. Usually we just let it go to voicemail. And I said to him, you need to pick that up. And he, so he did, he picked up the thing and it was someone who he worked with, put him in touch with this house and it was the owner of the house. And then when we went to look at it, I was pretty convinced before we got there, but I also didn't want to be swayed by that feeling. You don't want to go the other way, right? Like you're feeling again, so much love in this house, wonderful family, the yard's amazing. It has almost everything on our list, but we can put a hot tub in. That's no problem, which we didn't even know we wanted one until we were walking around the property. And I said, this would be a lovely place for a hot tub. So now that's on the list. Uh, but anyway, the energy that's there, I felt going in. So I got that beforehand. Why? Because I've practiced this psychometry for 21 years. So you can get there where the impressions that you get from a space or an object or even an opportunity. Should I take this class? Is it in my best interest to move to this town? It's all psychometry. And then once you have that, you can do a couple things with it. Like the table, I released all that energy because it's a great table. They should still use it for folding laundry. And they had a bunch of little kids that there's a lot of laundry involved. So you could clear it and return the object to its original vibration um, by releasing the memories that are in it. And, you know, vice versa, you can embrace the memories that's in it and, and allow it to live with you. If so, I have some pieces that I've picked up at tag sales that I can feel the impishness of the previous owner. And I didn't want that released. I wanted to giggle every time I looked at it. It's this ridiculous frog that's just adorable. And yes, well, not everybody finds it adorable. <laughs> I find it adorable. Some people are like, that's hideous. I think it's adorable. Anywho, you can release the, the memories, the energy, if it's something that you just want to be at neutral. And I would really, like I said earlier, recommend that when buying groceries, when buying stuff from a thrift shop, um, that if you're purchasing a home or a car or any of that, yeah, you get to decide whether you want to release the memories that are there or continue with the story of this object that's had many lifetimes. That's why I love repurposing. I love taking items that were something different and giving them a new form because I know they appreciate it. Then you can have psychometry with the trees. Um, often when we're hiking, I don't touch every tree, obviously, but there will be some trees that I just pat and, you know, Mike sometimes acknowledges that. Um, and, but mostly I'm doing it because I can feel the energy come off the tree and I need to do it. Like I need to make that connection. So as you go through your life for the next few days, weeks, whenever you're listening to this, as you go through, start feeling your way through life and, and maybe have it be less heady, less all up in the brain space and be curious about items. Um, and then be curious about your own response to the items. Like, why do you want to take that home? Why is that something that is calling to you? And what is calling to you? Feel into that. This will take practice. It will take stepping out of the brain that wants to tell its own story about an item. This is not about convincing yourself to purchase something, 
oh, it felt so lovely. I had to take it home. Nope. You still have free will. Don't become a hoarder because you like the energy of things. You can leave them where they are and still appreciate the energy of it. I hope this has given you a new perspective of what it's like to operate in our world and a hope of an appreciation. Because when you look at everything with its own life force, with its own energy, rather than becoming overwhelming, this place, this world, this universe that we're in becomes so amazing and playful and everything has a message. You don't have to receive those messages all day long, but you stop thinking that there's the drudgery of life and it becomes the joyfulness of it. Thank you. And I wish you the best of days, months, years, lifetimes. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.